let's pretend that Albert Pujols was 26 years old today. What kind of stupid money would you would he be getting? All the stupid money, Albert. All the stupid money. Stock in the team. Uh, he would get to date the CEO's daughter. Like we're talking feudalism status. Stupid. Yeah, I would be like, okay, here's like all of the money, and we also bought you a private island. Yeah, yeah, and you uh, you have a key to the city. Actually, you're you're the mayor of uh, whatever city uh, you sign with. Coming to you pre-tape from my home office, this is the Best Coast Show. Between the Shows, presented to you by LA Sports Nation. I'm your host, Albert Aguilera, and my co-host just got back to the United States. J.R. Hernandez has just recently landed at LAX. We picked him up. He was out in Vietnam as part of the denuclearization with North Korea Summit. And uh, Little Kim and uh, Mr. Trump, they, uh, I guess they couldn't come to terms. But, uh, but J.R., tell us about the situation. How tense or not tense was it? Uh, it was extremely tense, Albert. Uh, I have not slept in months. Uh, luck- luckily, there is uh, loads of drugs out there in the uh, in the uh, far east. I may or may not have smuggled some back in. Uh, may or may not have allegedly. Uh, I'm ready to roll. Uh, uh, priorities again. I'm out there saving the world, covering uh, all the uh, madness. But I always got to come back to do the best co show. Awesome. We really appreciate that. But you got to be careful. You can't be like those those. Those crazy British people on um, Locked Up Abroad, where every episode of Locked Up Abroad is like a British person that's stupid enough to try and smuggle drugs through Asia. And you're like, dude, drugs in Asia, not a good idea. They cut off your hand and then put you in prison for life. Yeah. Smuggling drugs into Asia is pretty wild. That's like uh, bringing sand to the beach, you know? That's where they make make drugs. That's where they make everything, actually. And then we bring it over here, so... Interesting, interesting uh, approach by the. Uh, so you started, you started a side business. We're out here trying to get you to save the world. You're down in Venezuela trying to figure out what's going on there, and then you're, we're telling you, "Hey, stop the nukes in North Korea," and you're just struggling, smug juggling. I am multi-talented. Uh, I said smug juggling. Yeah, smug juggling. That's a <laughs> yeah. That's 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 what they call it now. That's what the kids call it. Uh, that's the that's the new slang. But you know, I, and I'm still coming back to do the best co show. I think I've officially taken the num- number two spot. I don't know if I said this last time, but. Uh, yeah, I think you have now moved your way up in the power rankings above the Meg and above Ooh. Curtis. Curtis just did the Oscars, so he's decompressing. And the Meg, I just saw that she was out in Tennessee doing, I don't know, something with country music. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing they do there, I think. they they Country and music and they eat that uh, hot chicken stuff, which I haven't tried. Because the hot, what, what do you mean the hot chicken yeah, stuff? Yeah, like, isn't there like a, a Tennessee hot chicken deal that's like sweeping the nation? Uh they have one out here in L.A. It's, like, always packed. Uh, but I'm not going to try it unless I'm actually in Tennessee. It's, like, a really spicy chicken sandwich. Like, the origin was that hmm. uh, this lady knew that her husband was sleeping, uh, cheating on her. So when he came home, he made her, made him, like, the stupidest hot chicken sandwich ever. And he ended up liking it. And now it's, like, super popular. What the fuck is that place called? Yeah, that's Silver Howlin' Rays. You see? Howlin' Rays. When, when good things come out of bad things. Right. Howlin' Rays is the place in L.A., but never go there because okay. there's always a line. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I don't, yeah. I, I just never think things are actually that good. My time is valuable, and I'm not gonna waste two hours of my life. Well, you're out saving the world. Exactly. I don't got, I don't got time for this shit. I don't got time for, to wait two hours for a fucking chicken sandwich. I got summits to go to. You know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, 
Hey, speaking of uh, traveling the world, uh, weren't you weren't you gonna go to Canada because you had like a, a girlfriend up there, or what's what's going on with that? No, not a girlfriend. It's a girl that I matched with. In oh, LA that's right. Because she said she was from LA, but she turned out to be from uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg? Yeah, from yeah. no. Shit. They're all the same place, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was Edmonton. Yeah, it sounds like the same place. Yes, yes, because um, she was talking about the Oilers, so she's from Edmonton. Well. You know, she went back to, you know, Canada, eh? Hey. So Sorry. that didn't go anywhere. Sorry about that. But then I'm in Vegas, and then I match with somebody else who claimed, based on their profile, to be in Vegas. So we match, and I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And now, you know, we've been talking, and I was like, oh, let's, you know, like, meet up and go grab dinner or something. She's like, well, I can't. And I was like, well, why not? Oh, I'm kind of in South Dakota right now. I was like, what? <laughs> These dating apps need to fix their fucking uh, location services, you know? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, how does this even work? Like, what? your thing said Vegas. Mine said Vegas. That's why, you know, you got matched up with me based on the GPS proximity thingy. And she's like, oh, well, my location is set to Vegas because I'm from Vegas, but I'm currently in South Dakota because my best friend came out here for school and dragged me with her. And I was like, oh, that sucks. That's like false advertisement, you know? How are you going to. It is false advertisement. You're supposed to match with people that are like nearby to you so you can go and Netflix and chill like reasonably soon. And you can't do that when the people you're matching with are from fucking South Dakota. So. But at least, at least she broke the streak here where she is an American who lives in America. That's good. Because I had hit a streak, I think five or six in a row, of just Canadian chicks. Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto, and I'm just like, how, how are you all matching with me in Los Angeles and Vegas? Oh, we're on vacation, or blah blah blah. So I think these these dating apps really need to like have a setting where I can be like, yo, only match me with people from these cities who have this zip code, who have been in this area for more than thirty days, sixty days, seventy days, whatever, as opposed to just landing here on Friday and you match with them on a Saturday. Maybe you're using like some kind of VPN that's like routing your location to Canada and that's how you're meeting all these Canadian chicks. That could be that could be it. Yeah. I don't know. But th- that could be a Always thing. use VPN, folks. Always use VPN. That's Do you use VPN? Tell me. Yeah, but not for that. Okay. <laughs> True. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. Hey. Anyways, let's talk about someone who who does not need VPN but was given a ton of money to go live in the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about Bryce Harper. Yeah. 13 years, 330 million dollars, no opt out for the player, no opt out for the team. I think that was genius because if he wanted an opt out, obviously the team would have wanted one. And here, you know, it's baseball, so that 330 million is guaranteed money. And the team can't opt out after four, five, six years and then renew or not renew and pay him the two or three million it would cost to opt out, blah, 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 and then possibly waive him where that money would no longer be guaranteed after the opt out years. But 13 years, they can waive him and they'd still owe him money the same way we've been paying Carl Crawford, or they can trade him, assuming he allows the trades to happen. But uh, yeah, $330 million guaranteed. Thank God the Dodgers didn't do that. Give me your hot take. Uh, I, I think it's very strange. It's very odd that uh, a deal like this goes place. Uh, lately, you see the uh, players want the opt-outs. Teams don't mind the opt-outs. Opt-outs are all the rage. They're the trend. Uh, and Bryce Harper, seriously, I mean, this dude has more commitment than uh, most men out there, you know? 
like committing 13 years of your life to this team. It's really like a fairy tale. You know, I almost got a tear in my eye when uh, when I was reading everything. Like, wow, these these two these two uh, you know entities are really committed to each other. You know, Bryce Harper wants to be there for the Phillies, and the Phillies wanted Bryce Harper. Uh, no no strings attached, and you know, it's like. Ladies, well, three hundred and thirty million strings. Right, attached. but point being, ladies, uh, find yourself a man that commits to you like Bryce Harper does. Because holy shit, you're you're stuck in Philly for for thirteen years. And yeah, the three twenty five million sounds fine. I mean, sounds very fine. Who am I kidding? But uh, I'm looking down south at Manny Machado. This guy gets to, you know he gets a little less money, three hundred million, but he gets to live in San Diego in a city where people don't really give a shit. You know, he can kind of just hang out. There's really no pressure. Uh, it's a lot nicer than Philly. Uh, and I just, I, you know, yeah, he got less money, but I think Manny Machado. He got less money for less years, though. Right. I mean, I mean, let's let's look at it. It's $300 million for 10 years to live in San Diego versus 13 years, $330 million, no opt-outs, to live in Philly. Half the year, you're covered in snow. And then when it's not snowing, if you're not performing, fans are going to throw batteries at you. Yeah, bags of piss. The whole nine. Philly fans. And here, here's what I've learned about Philly fans, even as a child growing up, where the fans of Philly, and by Philly I mean Philadelphia, not the Phillies, but Philadelphia City fans of the teams there, they get more joy out of watching your team lose than they do from their own team winning. Michael Irvin broke his neck in uh veteran stadium in the 90s and the and eagles fans cheered and that that tells you everything you need those to are the know same people they're the same people that threw those ice balls at uh, santa, santa claus. claus yeah it's it's a very weird fan base for sure and they expect a lot out of their players and bryce harper i mean the the the, the spotlight is on you now i know it's not new york or la but that's probably you know boston but philly it's probably like number four city where the pressure is on you're going to have to answer questions and you're going to have to uh, show them that you earned that money. So, I mean, shit, you got your money, dude. But I, I, I think he fucked up, honestly. I, I would have taken the the Dodgers deal, which was uh, reportedly like three or four years, around $40 million a year. You could have re-upped again. You could have hit the market again at age 30 and, you know, made even more money once the market readjusts, inflation and all that. So, yeah, it's higher risk, but I think he left a lot of money on the table uh, taking this deal. Uh, by the time, you know, he's – by the end of the deal, I mean, dudes are going to be making $50 million a year most likely. So, I don't know, man. I, I, it's weird. That's all. That's really my take there is that well, it's, it's strange. A, it's a strange a deal. A dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. And the thing with the Dodgers, it was uh, four years, $45 million, which would be, you know, basically ha- almost half of the money he'd be making from uh, from the Phillies. But plus you're in LA. Is, you, you're in LA. Plus you're in LA. You could, you could, but there is that risk where okay, what if he got hurt two years into the deal? You're like, okay, cool, it's guaranteed money. You you still made your 180 million, but at the age of 30, because of your injuries, that's all you made. I mean, granted, 180 million dollars is still a stupid amount of money, but at the same time, it's like okay, at least the 330 is guaranteed, and. I understand where you're coming from, and I understand where, why the opt-outs are in place, where you can be someone like A-Rod, who I believe had three three monster contracts in his career, like right out, right out the gate, and then going from Seattle to Texas, and then going from Texas to the Yankees. And with that, I, I look at the Machado deal, 
And there's a guy on Twitter that I follow. I think his name's like the t sports tax guy or something. And he said, oh, Manny Machado, three, um, 300 million for 10 years. But after, after taxes and everything, because he's in California, he's playing down in San Diego. After taxes, his 10-year 300 million becomes 148. The dude will be paying $152 million in taxes over the next 10 years. Now, I don't know what the taxes are like in the state of Pennsylvania, but I can't imagine they're as high as those here in, in California. And that's something we've talked about on the show before, how I think that the, the teams in the state of California are at a financial disadvantage when it comes to negotiating with teams. Like Zach Granke, he left us to go over to Arizona because Arizona offered more with less taxes. They gave him the additional year where you have players that in the offseason, you know, there's a lot of players that come out of the Los Angeles area that are professional athletes who in the offseason don't live in Los Angeles. No, their, their residential home is in Texas, is in Florida, is in Nevada. But they might live here because, you know, they choose to live here. But their actual home residence where they file taxes is in tax-free states. And, again, I don't know what the tax situation is in Pennsylvania or what the market is going to look like by the end of his contract where, you know, like you say, hey, he might uh, he might be losing a lot of money on the back end because players will be making $50 million a year. And today we just saw that story where the Angels are reportedly looking to offer Mike Trout $350 million for 10 years. And Mike Trout, I believe, is 27 years old. So Bryce Harper's biggest thing was that he was 26, but his numbers are – in my opinion, at best, just above league average. Uh, Mike Trout's numbers are not. His are video game numbers, like you know Miguel Cabrera before he got hurt, video game numbers. Albert Pujols at 26, video game numbers. So I really don't understand what the salivation and the necessity for, oh, we need Bryce Harper, let's overpay, was for was about. I, I've never understood. All right. You covered a lot there. So I'm gonna try to. I'm I gonna. Did. I went on a rant. Right. I just. I just. I, went on I started rant. taking notes. So we haven't had a show. We haven't had a show in True. a couple of weeks. I've, I'm. I'm. You got a lot built up in there. I get it. Uh, I, I. I started writing some things down here. Uh, number one, I will take. Uh, I would easily take a 50 percent pay cut to live in San Diego over Philly, and that's just how awesome San Diego at, well, is and a, how shit Philly is. Million, at a hundred million dollars, sure. If I said, "Hey, Jr., I'll give you." I don't know, a hundred thousand a year to live in Philly versus fifty thousand a year to live in San Diego. Oh, San Diego, all the way. Yeah, you're all right. Way. You're right. All okay, the way. I, I take back my comments. <laughs> uh, two. Uh, I forgot. We. Uh, yeah, you went on a long one there. I didn't write. I actually don't write shit down. I, I was just saying that. Uh, but to to address your final point there uh, about Mike Trout. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, when you compare the two, Bryce Harper and Mike Trout. Yeah, you you Har Trout is far superior. I don't know if I'd call Bryce Harper just above league average. He did have that one just the, vid he had one he had one year, video game year for sure. And I agree with in, you. In twenty, it's not even it wasn't even a video game year. It was pretty it, it he, was pretty fucking good. No, man. it wasn't. He hit he hit three thirty that year. Okay, and it's kind of like okay, he's hitting he hit three thirty, and I believe he had like thirty nine home runs. That's really impressive. That is. I'm not gonna say it's not. That's very impressive. But you look at Albert Pujols, you look at Barry Bonds, you look at Miguel Cabrera, you look at Mike Trout what their body of work was at age 24, 25, 26, Bryce Harper doesn't hold the candle to that. Okay, you, you look at these numbers that Albert Pujols was putting up when he was 26, going into the final years of his Cardinals contract before going in to play for the Angels. I mean, the numbers that Albert Pujols is putting up now are compared, are, are, are about 
the same that Bryce Harper has put up the last three years, and everyone shits on Albert Pujols because he's old. He it's like, old. well, the dude's still hitting 260 the same way Bryce Harper is. He's still hitting 25, 30 home runs uh, the same way Bryce Harper is. And, okay, yeah, he can't really play defense, so you make him your DH, and when he's not, he plays first base for a little bit. And he's making $25 million a year versus the 30, was it 32 and a half, 34? The one, that, that, the one video game year, 2015, Bryce Harper hit 330 on base, 460, slugging percentage, 649. That's a well over 1,000 OPS, 42 home runs. That, that's pretty fucking good, man. That's, you, know, you know who had a better year? A better year than Bryce Harper last year? We're talking, I'm, I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking about 2015. No, I'm just saying in general. Just, just, just so I can, lots of people. Well, I can, yeah, lots. Of- I can only compare. I can only compare Bryce Harper to this individual last year because this is the only time in a full major league season that this player played. Max Muncie. Yes, yeah. Max Muncie's offensive statistical numbers are significantly better than Bryce Harper's. And next year, when Max Muncie's uh, available for free agency. Do you think he's going to be getting $35 million a year, even though he's only two years older? I don't think he's eligible for free agency for a while. Or uh, what is it, waive, uh, uh, what's it called? Arbitration. Right, arbitration, right. I, I still yeah. think that's maybe a, a year or two away. But I see your point. I see your point. Max Muncy is putting up, is an offensive equivalent, if not better, than Bryce Harper. If we're, if we're just looking at last year, absolutely. And a lot of the yeah, Bryce Harper I thing understand. is, like, it's still the it's appeal. still based on appeal and potential when we've really only seen it one season and he's put he's had a couple of above average years as well. I mean, the thing that worries me is that the inconsistency, you know, I, you know, I'm just looking at, you know, the stats now. It, it's it's almost like he's doing a little roller coaster here. He had the 2015 where he put up nine more. I know a lot of people for whatever reason they don't say they, they shit on batting average. Oh, who cares if the guy's hitting 230? Oh, you think batting average is important? <laughs> You're an idiot because I'm an analytics guy. Well, you know, batting average does tell you whether or not the guy gets on base or gets out or not. So you can tell me, hey, the guy's batting 230 but has 50 home runs. Okay, cool. That means he's he's still only hitting 230. Batting average isn't trash. It's just if that's the only thing you're looking at, then that's a problem. No, I'm, look, I'm looking at a series of things that create an offensive category for the individual. Right. But I don't give a fuck the speed of the batted ball. Oh, well, his trajectory is this, and the batted ball speed is that. Okay, but he got out. No, but still, just in case. I'm like, yeah, but he still got out. So I don't care if he hit the ball <laughs> 200 miles an hour off the bat. I don't it think went foul. It did nothing. I don't think anyone's done that. You know? That'd be that. That'd I mean, be fucking at, impressive if someone did that, right? And it was, and it's like look at uh like look at Ichiro, right? I, I, Ichiro was never a home run hitter. I think the most home runs he had in a year was like maybe twenty. But the guy was a batting average, let me get hits type of guy. And you know they didn't measure ball off the bat speed during his uh, major league prime era. But this guy wasn't hitting rockets. This guy was hitting it in gaps. He was hitting it over the infielders. He was putting the ball in play where it needed to go. Versus oh well. This guy's hitting the ball off the bat at whatever miles an hour, but it went foul. Uh, yeah, but he shot it right at the shortstop, and he got out. Like, I, I, If you're not getting on base, and, and I think that was one of the best things about Bryce Harper besides his age was his OPS is always always well above the league average because he, he's disciplined at the plate and he can walk a lot. But it's like, well, you're not getting paid to walk, bro. We're paying you to be the number three, number four hitter. So I need that average to be around the 300 marker, and I need the home runs to be above 30. I mean – yeah, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, especially for that kind of money. For that kind of money, like, come on. I see where you're coming from in the in, in terms of the money. You know, I, I, like I was saying a, a little while ago, a lot of it is 
based on still like potential. He's only 26. He's arguably not even hit his prime yet. Prime yet. I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Uh, you kind of look at that 2015 as like the baseline and thinking, oh, that's you know that's you know what he's capable of. But maybe that's the exception and and the, and not the rule. Maybe maybe you know he's usually just going to be this well above average player, uh, and with the slip in defense, you know. And that's I think that's uh, one of the things that worries me mostly is uh, he's re- he's regressing. So, so he's regressing. He's definitely regressing uh, defensively from what I've been seeing. Uh, and he's only twenty six. Only twenty six. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up uh, on an AL team. You know. He, yeah, and he doesn't have the best arm. Right. So. But, you know, a lot of it is star power. So the Phillies announced that they sold 40,000 tickets, I believe. Yeah, they, no, they definitely got an influx after the signing. Yeah, um, but, uh, but the, uh, I, I don't remember the exact number, but they sold the equivalent of $4 million worth of tickets within 24 hours of making the announcement that they had signed Yeah, him. and that's what so, you're paying for right there. Yeah, so that does help because I know Bryce Harper's going to bring money into the local community. He's going to bring money into the stadium. He's going to bring money in terms of jerseys, concessions, tickets, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, Joe Schmo player that might have had a good year last year was signed, was a free agent. Okay, he's Joe Schmo. He, he doesn't come with stardom. So he's not going to generate the off-the-field revenue like Bryce Harper is. But my thing is just like the amount of money. If you're kind of like, hey, you know, based on the numbers he's putting out and based on the, the the social appeal that he has, he should be getting X amount of money. Well, Bryce Harper's getting like double that based on on-field merit, if that makes sense. He's a star. He's he's a star. He, he's a star and he has star power. And that's the Bryce Harper effect. But I'm trying to think of why he's a star off the field. He's because. He doesn't do anything bad off the field, so the guy's not... He's Mormon. He's not a bad person. You don't hear about... Um, yeah, exactly. So you don't hear about negative things about him in the press, right? You don't hear about him going off on a reporter. You don't hear, you know, a DUI accident, or he got caught... You he's know, gone off on a, reporters before. Not, like, excessively. Yeah, but not, you know, the whole clown... Not excessively. The, the whole clown question thing. You know, that was that was hot. That's, well, I'm, I'm com- yeah, come on. He was, eight, uh, how old was he at the time? 19. Right. And they were trying to bait him into, Hey, in Toronto, you can drink. <laughs> what are you going to be drinking up in Toronto? Cause you're, uh, over 18, but under 21. Right. That's a clown question, bro. Yeah, it is. Honestly, I think it's the hair. I, I think it's the hair. You think it's, I think the, it's hair? the hair. He's got, he's got really good hair. He, his hair is so good. He can play on the Kings. I think his hair gets like at least 25% of that 330 million. You know? Do you think his hair is insured? Has to be. Absolutely has to be. Right? He'd be silly if he didn't insure like his hair. Like, uh, uh, dude, what, what's the Las Vegas guy? Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton's hair is insured. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hair, hair power rankings. Bryce Harper's climbing up there. Top 10, for sure, in the world. Top 5, even. I can't even... I would say, well, Fabio's number one, plain and fair, simple. Fair. Fabio's number one. Sure. And then, um, I think that in terms of it's not it's not fair to compare him to Fabio, but in terms of MLB power rankings, I think the uh, the Zach Greinke circa 2013-14 when he played for the Dodgers, right. or I'm sorry, um, yeah, that's right, 15-16, it was it? I thought it was 15-16. Oh, you wait, yeah, you're right. When the yeah, fuck was that? that? That's man, time flies. Oh, that was three years ago. Yeah, it does. Fly. What year are we in now? You are. Where it's 2019. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. So it's the year that we lost to the Mets in the playoffs. So that was 2015, 2016. Yeah, that was pretty good hair. 
I don't know. I still yeah, I still that, think Bryce that, is better that, though. A lot more shine. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like Bryce. Shinier. Uh, I don't know I, the way it looks. Is in the Scott wind. Boris getting him any contracts with like um, Head and Shoulders or yeah. Axe or any kind of other? Oh, you know who should sponsor him? If he was in L.A., Suavecito would have been like the perfect sponsor. Exactly. For him. But I was thinking of Suavecito, or maybe maybe he should get something going with um, Dollar Shave Club, Ooh. right? Because he's got the beard going. Yeah, that would work. Because I don't think there's any Mexicans in Philly, so probably more like a Dollar Shave Club deal. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even think they know what Suavecito is outside of the greater Los Angeles area. They probably don't, but you know what? We're we're spreading the message to the world. But uh, talking of Machado, talking of Harper, you know, giving you World Series odds, um, the. The Red Sox, Yankees, Astros are favored at plus 600. Dodgers are second at plus 700. The Phillies, after making the announcement, went from 1,200 to plus 850. Meanwhile, the Padres are still sitting at plus 15,000. Whoa. Say 1,000? Yeah, yeah, 15,000. That's three zeros on the back end. Yeah, that's right, three, yeah. And... The worst team with the worst odds are the Orioles. Can you guess what the Orioles' odds are for the World Series? A, a billion to one. No, you can't go that uh, high. I don't the, know. The highest, I, the highest you're allowed to go is plus one hundred thousand. That's how you know I don't gamble. So, uh, I'm a degenerate. <laughs> yeah. What? What? What is it? What is it? Hit me. Plus fifty thousand for the Orioles. Jeez. Okay, so people at home that don't gamble. That means if you were to bet $100 on the Orioles, and by the grace of God, the Orioles came and won the 2019 World Series, you would win $50,000. Albert. So if you're an Orioles fan and you got $100 you never want to see again, just just roll the dice. Like Leicester City. You remember that a couple of years ago? I do. Yeah, Leicester City was something stupid, like 5001 to win the Premier League. So people were, you know, just... Just to be stupid, we're betting five ten quid, five ten quid, and all of a sudden you're like, "Holy crap! Leicester City's gonna win the Premier League," and they did. And bookies all over England were fucking going bankrupt. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, do you have a hundred dollars I can borrow? Uh, asking for a friend. Uh, sure, I could Venmo you or Square Cash you or something. Right. I, I just uh, no no reason, no reason whatsoever. We're just gonna hedge our bets. What if the Dodgers go to a third straight World Series and lose to the Orioles? Boom, there you go. If the Dodgers and the Orioles are in the World Series and you have a $100 bet from today, so it would win you $50,000, would you actively root against the Dodgers? Yeah, I, you know, like the Million Dollar Man once said, everyone has a price, and 50000 probably sounds about right. Yeah, I, I, I would flip. Just for that series, though. Just for just for those seven games or however long it takes. Well, you know, the last time the Dodgers and Orioles played in the World Series, the Orioles won. That is true. You know your history. We actually got swept. We got swept in that World Series. Sandy Koufax lost, and so did Drysdale. We've taken a lot of World Series L's throughout our history, all the way back to Brooklyn. The Dodgers have more World Series losses than any other team. And the Dodgers have the second most appearances behind the Yankees, and the Dodgers' bulk losses, like 90% of their World Series losses, are to the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think the Dodgers and Yankees played like 11 times in the World Series before the Dodgers won their first one versus the Yankees. And then I think the Dodgers all time are like 2-14 and 14 against the Yankees in the World Series. Something stupid. Yeah, I think, I think these last couple of years where the Yankees are also are also good again, you know, it comes down to a potential Dodgers-Yankees matchup. I, I, I never want to see that. Just the, the, just the possibility of the Yankees handing us another World Series L, like, no thanks. I, I can't, so... 
I- I'm well aware. I mean, That's too much. For else. me, it's whatever. Like I didn't grow up in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Yeah. Like, like I don't care. So like some of my older relatives. They don't like the Yankees because they were taught to not like the Yankees, but the teams that they really hated were like the Cincinnati Reds. And I was like, the Reds? Because they were good. Why would you hate they the were Reds? Good. But at the time, the Cincinnati Reds were really good, and they were in the National League West because the National League West and the East were literally split down the middle. There was no Central. Yeah. For me, it comes down to a lot. I don't know if you've met any uh, California Yankee fans, just like Yankee fans that live like, in L.A. Like natural? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Yankee fans that just live out here. They aren't they aren't even from New York. They just like the Yankees. Those are like some of the worst people on the planet. Like worst fucking people on the planet. If there was like if they if there was another Titanic, like a Titanic 2, I would put all the California Yankee fans on the Titanic 2 just in the, you know, just you know, in, in case lightning strikes a second time and the, and it sinks, just so we wouldn't have to deal with them. They're the worst fucking people in the world. So you're saying that the Drakes of the world, pretty much, because I know who you're, I'm, I know who you're talking about. These Yankee fans are Yankees, Cowboy fans, Lakers, Cowboy yep. fans. Those people. That's who these people are. Maybe they follow LeBron you know, they, James they, around they, too. Right, and you know they they root for Alabama, <laughs> and they root for because they're in Los Angeles. They root for Mexico in the World Cup. Yes, but they are Cowboy Yankee Laker yeah. fans, which is a really bizarre combination of of uh, teams to root for, and. Like, one of my friends now, he's a little bit older than me. When he told me, when I first met him a decade ago, and he told me about the teams he roots for, he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm a huge uh, Nebraska fan um, because, like, my family's from Nebraska, and my grandparents, you know, big Cornhuskers, and so I'm a huge Nebraska fan. I go, that makes sense. Plus, you know, there's no sports teams, no professional sports teams in Nebraska. No, only corn. So, Right, so there's only corn, so that makes sense. So then he's like, yeah, but my NFL team, I'm a Packers fan. I go, okay, that makes sense because Wisconsin is near Nebraska-ish. No, and again, no it's not. No, no, pro teams, <laughs> no pro teams in Nebraska. Not even close, I know. But there are no pro teams in Nebraska. So if he told me he was like a, a Dolphins fan, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense because you grew up without a team. But then he tells me he's a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. But then he tells me that he also like semi-roots for the University of Oregon. I'm like, okay, please explain this to me. He goes, oh, it's because I lived – Growing up, I moved around a lot, so I lived in all those cities for five or six years. And I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, being here in Los Angeles, you and I both grew up without a football right. team. So when the Rams came back, I was like, all right, ram it. Here we go. Right. No Chargers, though. No Chargers. No. Yeah, that's still San Diego's team. Yeah. No, that was the rule on the show where it's kind of like, okay, we're going to root for whatever team comes here first. And we were kind of scared when they said it was Jacksonville or Tennessee or maybe the Raiders again. But then, you know, the Rams ended up winning and the 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 Chargers came up here for no reason. How would you have felt about the Raiders coming here? Because that was, you know, that was, that was the real number two popular choice. Like, how would you have felt about uh, the L.A. Raiders? I don't know. I've just, I just, I've never. Because there's a lot of Raider fans here. If, yeah, and it's almost as if the Raiders never left L.A. because the presence is so, like, just ingrained into the culture here in Los Angeles. But it's like, eh. You know, I already get a bad rap for being um, a Dodgers right. fan. Like, oh, you guys beat up people in the parking lot. Suddenly you're a Raiders fan. Oh, you beat them up in the stadium <laughs> too. And then it's like, you know, you're a Kings fan. You probably just troll people on the internet, which is absolutely right. true. But still. Own it, yeah, for sure. You know what? It's funny how we have the reputation, on although even though it's uh, Bay Area fans that are statistically the most violent, you know, uh, and even like – Are they really? Yeah, statistically uh, Bay fans are the most violent uh, – Giants fans, 49ers fans, even like the even the, the Giants uh, CEO beats up his wife in public 
So uh. it's, they're, they're the real violent ones. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, so let me, let me pose this one to you and pose this one to the, to the viewers or the listeners. Would you rather be Bob Kraft or would you rather be whoever the, G, uh, the CEO of uh, the Larry, Larry Bear or something like that. Larry Bear. Would you rather be Larry Bear who beats his wife or would you rather be Robert Kraft who goes to sex workers that are here against their own will? I got to go Robert Kraft, you know, because he's not physically hurting anybody. You know, he, he himself, he directly, I mean, is not uh, is not hurting anybody. He's just getting a rub and tug at the uh, at the old massage parlor there. Yeah, it's gross. By it's sex gross. Wind, yeah, though. I know. I know it's gross. It's disgusting. But I, I for me, it just comes down to, you know, are you are you uh, physically harm? Don't put your are hands you on physically a woman harming? Any, hands on you? Are you physically harming anybody? I think that's that's. That's where my moral compass tends to. Rob Kraft, he he's psychologically and emotionally harming these women. And here's my thing, Robert Kraft, and this was a complete coincidence, 100% complete coincidence, where the day that he got um, arrested that morning, Kraft Foods lost like four billion dollars because their stock <laughs> dropped. They had bad earnings. Yeah. Now, a few hours later, it turns out that Robert Kraft gets busted for the sex thing. And I was like, oh, did someone somewhere know about this already? So that's why the 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 prices of the the stock tank? No, it's because they had bad yeah. earnings. But Kraft, according to the reports that I saw, is worth $1.6 billion on his own, just as an individual, not including the company or the corporations or the patriots or anything. He, as an individual... $1.6 billion. And I'm thinking, okay, you're Robert Kraft. You're 70. I have nothing against sex workers. I mean, I'm from the San Fernando Valley. We invented porn. I have friends that work in the industry. I, I knew girls in high school that were strippers in senior year. Like, it's just a normal thing here. And being $1.6 billion worth of, you know, money, and you have a private jet, why wouldn't you just hire a porn star or an actual sex worker that wants to work for sex or – an Instagram model sneak into someone's, you know, DMs like all your players do. Why go to a random shop in Florida and have this done? I mean, if I'm that wealthy, of course I'm gonna enjoy the finer things in life. Of course I'd be able to go out and get an escort and whatnot. And because I can afford the finer things in life, I can afford, for example, you know, I'm gonna create an analogy here. I could probably afford a nice fancy dinner, you know, nice fancy expensive dinner. Fucking but sometimes steak. Sometimes you like to eat at but McDonald's. Sometimes, I like to eat at McDonald's all the time. Sometimes too, I'm not gonna slum it like that. Sometimes I'm just gonna get the old Big Mac. It's right there, quick and easy, and go about my day. Your your significant other, your significant other listens to the show. No, right? she she has no idea what I'm doing right now. She, okay, perfect. I, I I think I told her I was uh, reading the Bible. You were reading yeah. the Bible. Okay, so you're gonna be Robert Kraft. I, I but you know what though, shit. I would lean towards the Robert Kraft situation as well versus being, uh, what did you say his name was? Larry yeah. Bear? His last name is B-A-E-R. It's almost like his last name was Bear, like the animal, but then he wanted to be fancy and he switched the E and the A around. Ah, okay. So I think, I, yeah, I think I'm with you on this one. I'd rather be Kraft where it's a quote-unquote victimless crime, but it's really not because these women are being trafficked versus me beating my wife in public. Right. He, I mean, the entire situation that Kraft is in is a, a, a thousand times more fucked uh, as far as what comes of it. Uh, as far as the Larry Bear situation, I mean, he just, he, he just, he just, you know, knocked down his wife. And that's just, that's just an awful look. 
Yeah, because I, I feel that the Robert Kraft thing is far more, um, I'm not going to say normal, but like, and I'm not even going to say like socially acceptable, but it's like players get hit with prostitution all the time and, you know, musicians and, you know, every girl that you see with Dan Bilzerian, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, he's got so much game. No, he's got so much money <laughs> as opposed to like beating your wife. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the people, a lot of people pointed this out. Like, if the, if he did this shit in public, imagine what he does like behind closed doors. It's funny how. Them- and what do you think? They, what do you think they're arguing about though? Some people were speculating that hey, maybe, maybe he was doing some things in Las Vegas that he shouldn't have been doing after talking to Bryce <laughs> yeah. Harper. Yeah, I mean, if you're in Vegas and you're wealthy, and you don't do some, uh, if you don't dive, dive, uh, go into some some type of debauchery, uh, you're not doing Vegas right. Yeah, it's like, were you even in Vegas? Right. There's an entire world of Vegas that you and I haven't seen because we're not wealthy enough. Once we are wealthy enough, right. it's going to be like a completely different city. And No, it's going to be like, uh, this is what I imagine that the NFL owners are like. You ever watch the movie Hostel? No. In the movie Hostel, people, you know, teenagers or whoever it is, they're like, I'm going to go find myself. I'm going to go to backpacking Europe. Well... They get captured in these hostels and get taken into these, like, dungeons where they're going to be tortured, and they get tortured by super, super, super rich people. Yeah. That's what I imagine they yeah, do. Yeah, that's probably what I would do if I was wealthy. Yeah, just, hey, <laughs> that one over just there. Just destroy bring, lives, bring, destroy humans. Yeah, bring that one over here so I can torture uh, it. How poor is this one? Yeah, yeah, let's torture it. <laughs> wow, well, You laugh, We've but it's gone true. off the rails, officially. Have we? I mean, no, we're still we're still talking sports. We're talking about oh, a yeah, shitty yeah, owner that beats his wife and another guy that he's not married. And that's the thing with Robert Kraft, right? He's like seventy years old. He's not married. His wife passed away of cancer a few years ago. Uh, he is dating some smoking hot like twenty eight year old. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, you don't want to do either. But I think beating your wife in public is far worse. Yeah, absolutely. As far as the individual, yeah, I mean. Mr. Kraft, I mean, I don't know much about him other than what we see. Uh, for all we know, is like a uh, a decent he does, guy. However, donate money. He does donate money to women's shelters up in the New England area. Right, and Donald Trump. Oh, and Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, bottom line, if you get to be either of them, you get to be filthy rich. So maybe it's not that bad. Possibly. Speaking of filthy rich, the Dodgers got richer. Because Corey Sear comes back yes. tomorrow. The return. It's gonna be his first game. His first game since Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm 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 super excited. I think a lot of people forget, you know, people were mad about the Dodgers not signing Bryce Harper, but people forget how stacked the team is as it already as it is. And we're getting Corey Seager back, and we're getting a full year of Julio Urias to see what he can do. And we're and getting Pollock's in the lineup. And, yes, yes. And Alex Verdugo breakout potentially. Dude. Dude, and Stacked. you know why they traded Yasiel Pui? Because Verdugo also plays right field and has an even more of a cannon. Yeah. The kid, I mean, it still remains to be seen if he's going to work out or not. But, I, like, I mean, if he, if it does, he, he's going to be a stud, you know? he he's Cleveland wants him, and we need pitching. Trade him to Cleveland. I wouldn't be mad. If we can get Corey Kluber from him for Alex Verdugo, I'd probably do it. I'd probably do it. Yeah, and you, you have Kluber for three more years, including this one? I think it's two. Definitely more than one. It, it's this year. No, yeah, so it's three years total. So it'd be this year, 2020, 2021, where I believe his contract is 
17, 19, and 20 million. And that's assuming the option is picked up for the third year, which if he's performing the way he does, it would be. Yeah, you're talking, you know, top five pitcher in the game. To go with Kershaw, to go with Walker Bueller, to go with. I'm just so so concerned about the the pitching though. I'm not surprisingly. I think I think we're good. Everybody, everybody on the our pitching staff, including Urias, has been on the DL at least once last year. Right. Every year, at some point, all of our starters go down. Yeah, but I think most teams go through some bullshit like that. So I, th- that's why this. Uh, that's why the Dodgers have emphasized having a bunch of starting pitchers. It seems like every year right. we go into the camp with the same problem. Who's going to start? We got like eight starting pitchers. Well, it's for that reason because they get injured uh, so frequently, uh, no matter what team you're on. So you got if you got eight dudes in five spots, it's going to work out some way to where two two or three of them are probably going to yeah, hit but the you DL. Need some balance. Most of our pitchers are left-handed. Most of our hitters are left-handed, and then you see that. Uh, Gio Gonzalez and Dallas Keuchel are still available and haven't signed, but they're also left-handed. Right. I mean, I'm left-handed, and I'm like, yo, we have too many lefties. No, I didn't know that about you. Today I learned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they signed. That's why they went after uh, A.J. Pollock to, to get some of that balance back that they lost with the Puig and Cam trade. I think they're aware of the issue. I just Maybe they're just not as concerned about it at this point in the season. I think maybe they address it towards the middle, which has kind of been the Dodgers MO as of late, you know, you kind of chill in the, in the uh, off season, but then you go the fuck off at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, IE Darvish Machado. I mean, they'll, they'll get who they need to get. So, and, and well, what do you think? Uh, go ahead. No, I, actually, I was just going to ramble. Um, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, what do you think about possibly acquiring Carlos Gonzalez? Cargo's on the market. Uh, I have not heard anything about him. In regards to you know teams having any kind of interest, he didn't have a terrible year last year. Um, you know he hit two seventy five. He had I think fifteen home runs. Not a great year, but the dude played like most of the season. He played like one hundred and forty games, and you know he plays right field. He's someone you could use, and you know you bring in Carlos Gonzalez, and uh, maybe you can trade away one of our outfielders as part of a package deal. Um, I think. With almost any course field player, you're, you're gonna you're gonna think about the home road splits. You're gonna think about how uh, how uh, much better these guys are at home at course field, which is a launch pad. Um, actually, just brought up the stats now. Uh, last year, hit 315 at home, 241 on the road. So that already makes me a little uneasy. That's a huge yeah. Difference. The course field effect is real. Even with Nolan Arenado, who is like Dodger Twitter's man crush for whatever reason. I mean, I, I love the guy, Long Beach guy, but, you know, even there, uh, you got to be wary of the, the course field effect. So, I mean, you never know. It, it, it Maybe uh, Cargo will fucking uh, turn it on again and go back to his uh, prime, to his prime years. Probably not, but they're going to make some moves at the deadline. Uh, whoever it ends up being, they're going to move. They're going to make some moves at the deadline. They're going to end up finding some rando, you know, the 2019 version of Max Muncy and Chris Taylor and Brandon Morrow. They're going to find some dude and they're going to fix them. And the Dodgers are going to be they're They're going to be good. You know, going back to the odds you you uh, told us, uh, you'll notice Dodgers uh, really the only National League team expected to make some noise based on those odds. I think they cruise to the World Series again, to be honest. And it's, it's going to yeah, be I mean, a question yeah. of who we face and can we beat one of those AL teams. For the uh, for the NL crown, the Dodgers are favored at plus four hundred. The next two teams are the Braves and the um, the Cubs at plus six hundred. And I don't know. I, I think um, 
I think people on Twitter were bringing up a good point, and you know Howard Cole, he's a writer over at Forbes. He brought up a good point with his article in regards to, whoa, the Dodgers were going to give Bryce Harper forty-five million a year, but now they're not. Well, uh, we could sign Kimbrel and Keuchel and Adam Jones for that money. Yeah, I mean, I think Kimbrel for sure is interesting. Uh, I just think it's crazy that he wants twenty-five million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't. He's he's not gonna get that. <laughs> he's I mean, not gonna get that. If Bryce Harper gets twenty-five million a year, you're, you're not you're not getting it, bro. I mean, I would I would be like, yo, Craig, you know, Ken Lee is our closer, but you know, at some point he's gonna be Ken Lee, so you can be like the backup closer or, you know, go in for the eighth inning or some bullshit. I'd give him twenty-five but, million uh, for one year, like just like a one year. You think I'd, so? I'd, why not? I mean, we're going to give Bryce 45 to kind of go back to that point. He, I mean, there was a the whole thing when they traded for Chapman a few years ago. Like, Henley was ready to be like, all right, let's uh, let's kind of tag team this. Uh, I know it's a little different because Chapman was left-handed and also beat the shit out of his wife, so that didn't happen. But different situation. But the idea of Kenley not having to be the guy, like, just, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea. But that was years ago, though. That was, what year was that? That was 2016, I think. 16? 2016, 17. So that was Kenley right before his, like, okay, I need to be awesome because I need a new contract. And now that he got his, I believe we gave him, what was it, eight, uh, four years, 84 million or something stupid? Yeah, around there. Yeah, $21 million a year. You know, over the last couple of seasons, you're like, okay. I, I don't get this whole sense of Eric Gagne type of game over or Takashi Saito game over. I, Kenley Jensen comes in, and I'm just like, oh, crap, this guy's going to give up a home run. He's going to give up a home run. His cutter's not cutting. And in spring training, the dude's only throwing between 88 and 91, and it's like, crap, his cutter's not cutting. His cutter's not cutting. And when a cutter doesn't cut, it's just straight over the plate. Yeah. I mean, how many times did we see that happen over the last two playoffs? Too many. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, you you, you – I guess you kind of hope that he's just taking it easy, taking it slow, working slowly, working into you know midseason mode or whatever he calls it. But it is, it's a valid concern. I think. Uh, I think the whole thing of having roles, you know, is it, slowly starting to kind of erode. You see it with like Tampa and I think Oakland. They do the whole opener strategy, and just I think down the line in like 20 years we're not even going to have like starting pitchers or closers or relievers we're just going to have pitchers and dudes are going to come in and face a part of the well, lineup. None of those new rules come into play. And you saw what the uh what the MLB uh, player association and the, and the uh league are talking about where pitchers now have to come in to face a minimum three batters unless the inning gets closed and they're looking at the pitch clock and they're looking at oh how can we make the game move faster? And yeah, I agree with what with you in, in regards to how we're just gonna have players play. You know, hey, no assigned roles like you just go do this while we tell you. But I think Major League Baseball is trying to stop stuff like that because it requires so many pitching changes and so many pitching changes. And it's like I don't know. I think the pace of play is fine. What we should do is limit commercials. Yeah, yeah, we should we should stop the the league from making money. Fuck that. <laughs> it's. Well, you can't I, – like, I understand that argument where it's like, well, the league only makes money by playing advertisements. It's like, okay, but don't complain about the the pace of play. It's kind of like, hey, what we're doing here is, you know, compared to NASCAR, right? NASCAR, they have 
a three, four-hour continuous coverage. You know, they don't cut to commercial. What they do is they cut to the box. They have advertisements that play in the bottom, but every car's covered in ads, and it's like saying, hey, so uh, how about we make the car slower so more people can see what it says on the cars right? and mess with the game and the strategy so that we can generate more revenue. Right. No, um, who cares if people don't like the product itself? Those who are tuned in will help generate views. No, no I'm definitely with you. Pace of play isn't, isn't yeah, a Don't change yeah, the game. Pace of play is not a problem. The, if, you, if you think pace of play is a problem, then you probably just don't like baseball, to be honest. And you're probably the yeah, problem. Yeah. Exactly. So I can definitely see something like that happening to where they just realize, like, hey, like maybe you do minimize on the commercial time in between innings, and then you just start incorporating ads like everywhere onto the field. You know, like uniforms. They already do the that. Uniforms are gonna have ads. The fucking uh, infield dirt's that. gonna have an ad. Like the fucking grounds, the grounds crew's gonna come out and draw. You know, like a little fucking Snickers logo on the dirt. Uh, that is probably something that would happen. I mean, you have just you have ads all over the the outfield wall. In the bleachers, every section of Dodger Stadium is like the Mercedes backdrop, <laughs> the Pepsi Cola, or I'm sorry, Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola left field pavilion. There's like a million things for everything. And it's like pretty soon it's going to be like, oh, so you have uh, Clay and Kershaw on the Chevy Premier pitcher's mound. Yeah. And you're like, uh, wait, what? That sound, yeah. I mean, that sounds like some, something they do now, if I'm not mistaken. I think the pitching mound is sponsored. By somebody. This is terrible. Yeah. It's the world we live in. But uh, I, I think, I think our uh, our conversation about beating your wife or having sex with a sex worker <laughs> yeah. took up a lot of our time today. <laughs> um, we're gonna describe. We're gonna describe the gift of the day because the listeners cannot view it. But the gift of the day. I don't know if you guys uh, saw this, but it is an angry guy attacking an elderly lady while she was filming the kid's adult son cursing up a storm during a softball game. Jared, did you see that? No. Uh, describe it to me and the viewers. Listeners. Okay. So, so okay. So, I'm going to be the lady. The lady's all like, okay, I'm here watching my grandkids play, blah, blah, blah. And then she hears all this crazy cursing, and she's like, who's doing that? And then she, you know, gets up off her seat, walks to the other field, and she whips out her cell phone, and she's all like, you, this is for children. Why are you cursing and yelling? And this adult guy he's like 1920 turns around and starts flipping her off and she's like that's not okay that's inappropriate and then the third base coach which happens to be the kid's dad is like what are you doing you better not film this and put it on the internet and she's all like what you're doing is wrong and then he opens up the gate and just attacks this woman and then the camera or the phone goes all like then falls off like some found footage movie whoa that's pretty wild yeah it was intense it's funny how our first instinct is to reach for our phones now for everything you know Oh, like, absolutely. I could be in an alley somewhere, in a dark alley. Like, I'd, I could have, like, a weapon on me, and then some dude just rolls up on me. My instinct is going to be to grab my phone and record it instead of reaching for the weapon to defend myself. That's just how it no, is. No, not me. I, I wear my Snapchat glasses, my spectacles, Ooh. so I just tap on them so my hands are free and I can defend myself while still recording everything. You're, like, one of three people still wearing Snapchat spectacles. Oh, <laughs> you should see my snaps. They're They're sexy. Yeah. You should integrate those into the into the dating app that you use. Maybe that'll help out. You know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. That is not a Why bad idea. Why don't those apps kind of integrate more technology? You know? It's it's already creepy. And here, let me let me give you guys a, a safe tip, especially for the ladies, where 
I posted up a conversation that I had via text message with some girl that wanted me to pay for her like apartment. Like I, I don't even know this girl. We haven't even yeah, dude. I don't know this girl. We haven't even met. We just matched, and we we're gonna go out. And she's like, "If you like me, do you think you give me a few hundred dollars because I gotta pay rent?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I, I posted it, and then a bunch of my lady friends like attacked me. And I was like, "Hey, hey, hey! Listen, don't defend her because you ladies do the same thing." But in that post, I had talked about how I use a burner number. And everyone's like, you use a burner number? That's so weird. I'm like, uh, no, asking someone for a few hundred dollars before you've even seen them in person and gone and met them or whatever, that's weird. Now, the purpose of the burner number is, you know, one, you don't want weirdos on the internet having your number. Two, and ladies, pay attention to this. If you have your phone attached to any social media app, which you all do, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, whoever has your cell phone number in their phone saved as a contact, you will automatically populate within all of their apps as well. So they will see all of your shit. Now, some of you are thinking, well, I don't care. But then some of you are like, holy shit, this person could stalk me and kill me. And I'm going to end up in the back of a Buick. And, you know, no one's ever going to hear from me ever again. You know, that, that, that's uh, that's good stuff. We're talking about safety for the ladies. I just got a new I- Safety for the ladies. I just ladies. got a, a brilliant idea. What about an iPhone case? doubles as like a pepper spray container uh i think that would ruin the phone but really let me let me let it me bleed, ramp it'll it up bleed through you. onto the phone well yeah i mean have you ever used pepper no, spray never in my life yeah okay pepper spray is like imagine using windex right you know how like when you spray the windex it kind of like you can see it slash smell it a little bit yeah okay now imagine the windex coming at you even though you shot it in the opposite direction and just wrecking whatever piece of you it touches yeah, that's uh okay. And then you're right. because it'll probably it'll probably get onto the phone in the phone case, you're not gonna want that. What we should do, trademark pending, create an iPhone case that also doubles as a as the shock thingies. Oh, a taser, like a like a okay. Yes, as a now taser. we're talking. You're welcome, ladies. Right. You are welcome. There we go. That's how we make more oh. money to fund this podcast. And I have one more announcement. April 27th, 6th Annual Dodger Blogger Softball Tournament. It's going to be at the Big League Field Dreams. I don't ever pronounce it properly. It's something in, it's in, it's out in Covina. It's at the intramural softball fields. But once again, we're helping out the Los Angeles mission. And if you guys want to sign up, go to the LFP.com. That is the LFP, as in the left field pavilion, dot com. And uh, yeah, pick your favorite podcast, which is ours, obviously. And then... Sign up for the tournament because we're going to be helping a charity. But if you suck and you're not very good, be like the anti-ringer for one of the opposing podcasts. That's how you can help us if you suck. Yeah, I think I might do that. You're just going to go. I'm just going to go suck for uh, someone else. (laughs) And I I can tell you here who who the other blogs are so far. If you guys want to start trolling them. Who do I want to suck for? Let's hear. Who do you want to suck for? Let's let's phrasing, uh, phrasing, phrasing. (laughs) <laughs> okay let's see let's uh i did not think that one's go you did i did not. not but hey you know whatever i gotta do if that's what i gotta do i'll take one for the team all right so these wow actually i'm surprised i'm surprised at how many teams are already listed so you can either play for aces high i have no idea who they are best co show which is us unless you suck play for somebody else dodgers beat uh that's the dude that makes uh t-shirts Dodgers Lifestyle. I'm trying to think of who that's that is. That's a new is. one. I haven't heard yeah. that one. Dodgers Lowdown. That's that one dude um, that rips off everyone's content and then doesn't give them credit Ooh. for it. And then, and then he puts stuff over watermarks. Shots fired. 
Uh, going deep, I don't know who that is. L.A. Sorta kids, as in Lasorda's kids. Okay. I don't know who that is. The Left Field Pavilion Forum Group, the Left Field Pavilion Facebook, Mike Sosha. Mike Sosha's Tragic Illness Forever. I know them. Moe's. I don't know who Moe's is. Like Moe's Tavern? Yeah, no, it's it's M-O apostrophe S. Mm. And then we got Primetime, which I don't know. This is a good one. The Queso Fresco. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, that's a really good one. I don't know who they are, but that's a good one. Uh, Dodgers Reddit is on there. Sons of Steve Garvey, they're on there. Th- these guys are there every year. And Revo, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Revo Dexis? No idea. There's a lot of these blogs slash podcasts that I've never heard of, but uh, yeah, there appears to be like 15 teams. And uh, last year, JR, you're there with us. We made it to the championship game, and unfortunately, we lost. Um, I'm always going to claim that we lose to ringer teams, and the reason I know we lose to ringer teams is because you and I and everyone that plays on our team only play softball once a year at this charity tournament to help, you know, the charity, the San Fernando Mission. I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Mission. And we always end up losing to teams that are, like, all wearing the exact same jersey. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, oh, hey, cool. You guys all coordinated it. You guys all have, like, actual jerseys and softball bats. And they do a little dance have, before the game, too. Have dances yeah. and, like, code words and yeah. shit. Sometimes they get pyro, too, when they hit a home run. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, oh, no, we just uh, we just posted something on Facebook, and we all just got together this morning. Yeah. We don't even know each other's Weird. Names. We're all wearing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what a coincidence. Wow. Yeah, it's a problem. Yep, that's a problem. But, guys, again, you're going to be helping out the Los Angeles Mission for the 6th Annual Dodger Blogger Softball Tournament. It's intramural at Big League Dreams in Covina. So uh, go to the website, thelfp.com. Help us out. Help us help you and help them. That would be amazing because, you know, that's what we are. We're amazing. Um, But, uh, yeah, Jerry, got anything before we leave? Um, No. (laughs) No, nothing? Um, When's uh, opening day in – what do we got? March 28th, March 28th? I believe. Jesus. We we, we got to do like another three weeks of uh, meaningless spring training games. That kind of sucks. Like I kind of just want to get to it already. Everyone's just half-assing it out there. Let's just fucking start. And who yeah. knows? Clayton Kershaw may not be the opening day starter. Might uh, be don't Bueller. even. Don't, that's, uh, my I'm my saying, mind's not ready for that. I'm just I, saying. My body's not ready for that. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's been our show. Don't forget to stalk us on Twitter at Best Coast Show. Don't forget to check out all the behind-the-scenes action at the Instagram. Also, at Best Coast Show, you can find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, really anywhere podcasts are heard. That's been our show, and uh, you guys have a good night.